Good morning, everyone. I'm so happy to be back two weeks in a row. A little bit crazy. Pastor Tim will be back next week, so I'm really looking forward to that, as I'm sure most of you are as well. But in the meantime, God has given me another word to share with y'all, so I hope that's okay. And to give a brief introduction, again, my name is Megan Fondren, and my husband and I were born and raised from Montrose, and I work right here at the clinic in town. Uh, we have four kids, two dogs, two cats. Um, we live in Flushing, so sometimes, honestly, I feel like I'm being a little blasphemous when I let my kids wear orange and black rather than red and black, but, you know, God's grace is sufficient in all things, right? So anyway, there you go. That's a little bit about me, and I'm so excited to bring a word again this morning. So let's get right into it by starting with prayer. God, thank you for another opportunity to serve you and another opportunity that we can come together in this capacity. God, it's so amazing that we can still come together and worship you and get to know you more. So Lord, just reveal yourself to us today in a way that you never have before. Inspire us today as we seek you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you've been with us the last few weeks, we are in this sermon series called Live a Better Story, and I hope that you've gathered from spending time in this series that we're just trying to encourage you that there is a way that you can live a better story, and it happens when you let go of the pen and let the author and the finisher of your faith do the writing. Because when you do and you are a part of real life, you're going to encounter the giver of life to the full. So I want to reca or recap the four simple steps that we've outlined here of how you can start to live a better story. So first of all, know God. Come to church, whether it's online or here at the actual physical church, come to church. We learned a few weeks ago that Sunday mornings were meant to be this holy, divine appointment. It's something special than just spending time in God's word on your own. There's something special about coming to church. Again, so do it, whether online or here at the church. Next, find freedom. And you know, for me, this took various avenues, but was mostly done by surrounding myself with wise counsel, you know, Christian friends, getting into life groups. And, and again, personally for me, a ton of freedom was found when I completed the CR or Celebrate Recovery program right here at this church a couple of years ago. But either way, freedom is this ongoing process for it for us all, but it definitely involves other people and us doing life with them. So get into a life group, come to CR, something along those lines. And then we need to discover our purpose. Every single person was made on purpose for a purpose. And even though we're all still going through this process of getting to know God better and finding out what our true freedom really means for us, we can start living in our purpose now while we're still going through the other process. Again, it's going to take, you know, getting into um, wise counsel and surrounding yourself with, with people who are mentors for your life. And one way that we do that here at Real Life is the growth track um, that's still in the works, but it's coming very, very soon. And then finally, this leads to automatically the, the fourth and final step of this process, which is to make a difference. And, you know, I was in third grade when I first heard God's voice telling me to do something to make a difference. I'd gotten off the bus and I looked over at my the side of my road and I saw some trash. 
trash. And God just spoke to me that day and he wanted me to pick up that trash because he wants us to take care of this beautiful creation that he's blessed us with. So he asked that I do this on a regular basis and get more people involved. So for two whole weeks, every Friday, a few of my friends would ride the bus home with me and we made a club called the Helping Hands Club and we would pick up trash. Now, it only lasted two weeks, but how many of us know that Luke 16, 10 is so true? If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. And I didn't realize at the time that being obedient and picking up trash with my friends in third grade on the side of the road would eventually lead me to where I am today in my calling. And as for all of us, I'm so excited because I know that he has a calling for each and every one of you as well. And I'm so excited to see and to be a part of what he's doing in you and through you and see where he wants to take you next. Because we're all called to do something and it's through the teachings that we get here at Real Life that we can learn what this looks like and how to apply it. So I want to keep on this journey together to discover how we can each do our part. So I want to briefly review last week's teaching as a segue into today's message because my heart, the giftings, the giftings and the passions that God has instilled in me has been so into these last few weeks. So I'm just so excited. And in fact, one of the reasons why I was specifically asked to preach the, these two sermons um, was to get you all informed and, and pumped up for the new changes and the things that are happening in our new outreach ministry that we are launching here at Real Life this month and then how it pertains to each of us doing our own part so that we can make a difference and save souls and impact the kingdom of heaven. So last week, our memory verse was from, was from John 13, 34, and it says, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. And we discovered last week that in order to love this way, we really need to understand what this love means, why we care about it in the first place, and then how we can apply it to our own lives. And so this type of love here is actually God's essence. It's the core of his very being. And in Hebrew, it's known as kesed. And again, I'm probably butchering this name. I'm really sorry. I don't speak Hebrew, but I try. So it's known as kesed, and it includes the concepts of love, generosity, and enduring commitment. And then from 1 John 4, 8, we learn that God is love. That's just who he is. And we found from scriptures such as 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter of the Bible, Romans 8 and John 3, that, that this type of love, God's version of love, is selfless, sacrificial, transformational, it's countercultural, and it's good and pure in every way. So that's what this kind of love is. So then once we understand that, we need to figure out why we care in the first place about this new command that Jesus gave. And simply, 1 John 4.19, we love because he first loved us. That's why we care. And Genesis 1.27 tells us that we're made in God's image. So this includes the innate ability and desire to love. And we also learned that we care because spiritual maturity is measured by our love. First Corinthians 13 tells us that we may be able to do a plethora of amazing and awesome things, but if we do them without love, they're all completely worthless. And then John 13, 35, this week's memory verse, and I want to read it from the Passion Translation just because of how beautiful it spins it. It says, For when you demonstrate the same love I have for you by loving one another, 
everyone will know that you are my true followers. And we care how to love like Jesus because we want to be true followers of Christ and true followers of Christ loves as he loves and are recognized by loving others. So as I've said before, this is all well and good. This stuff is awesome and it's great, but if we can't figure out how to apply it, it's all for naught. So we apply it first and foremost, we must be connected to the vine, as the Bible tells us, and be filled with the Spirit. And remember that, that scripture from Ephesians that says, be filled with the Spirit, is really means to be ye being filled. It's a continual ongoing process so that we can constantly be living in God's filling and then in the overflow as well. So when we begin to you know, love this way, that love ends up transforming us and gives us a heart like God's. And then the way that we can do this, the way that we can be walking in God's love to the point that we're overflowing ourselves into other people's lives is by being intentional in how we spend our time, talents, and resources. And I made a few examples, just a, a little list of these things that you can simply do to live in God's overflow. Come to church, again, whether it's online or in person. Come to church. We need to do that. We need to be fed this way. Read your Bible daily and dig deep. Don't just read a scripture half asleep like I used to do. Open God's word that is live and active and it's sharper than any double-edged sword and it will change your life. Dig deep. Do a Bible study. That's, you know, get something that's interesting. Listen to a Bible study, something along those lines. I know some people don't like to read, but there's other things out there to get you into God's word. Join a life group. Come to celebrate recovery. Do life with fellow believers so that you can lift each other up. You can hold each other up. You can help each other through the hard times. You can celebrate in the good times. You can teach each other, learn from each other. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We need to be doing life together. So get into a life group or have a group of people come over to your house, do Bible study together, worship together. You can also listen to Christian music. These people are, are just blessed and anointed by God to bring his truth and his word in this beautiful way that resonates with us. And actually, when it's music and it's poetic like that, it helps us to remember the scripture better. So, And then it becomes a part of who we are and, and it just becomes our truth, our absolute truth as it should. And then also you can come to the Fresh Fire services that we started where we're doing this outpouring of the Holy Spirit intentionally setting aside um, a time once every month. I think it's every second Saturday of the month. Um, we're doing a meeting here for a worship service and just a small short word, but we're doing it so that we can seek God and just ask him each month for a fresh anointing, a fresh outpouring of his spirit. And if you can't make it to these um, services, do something like it in your own home. Invite some people over and just ask God to pour his spirit upon you like never before. And he'll, and when you seek him, you will find him. So I want to spend some extra time today. We talked about it a little last week, but I want to spend a little extra time um, sharing with you the changes that our labor, labor of love outreach ministry has had recently. So first of all, I want to reread um, for us today's memory verse because it kind of builds on everything that we've been talking about and it sets the stage for us as we move forward. And this week's memory verse is just the second part of last week's. So John 13, 35 and this is from the NLT. Your love for one, for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So 
I took a few minutes last week to introduce how we are applying these concepts specifically here at Real Life because we all can and should be doing and, and loving the way that Jesus loves, but really we should as a church be coming together corporately in unity and, and loving our community as well. So when we do that, we prove to the world that we're true followers of Christ and, and those true followers possess this transformational, sacrificial love that brings life. So we want to be those Christians. But if we're honest, sometimes we just don't know how to love like Christ. Like we just don't have any ideas. We, we have the heart. We have the desire. We just don't know how to apply it. So the outreach ministry that has been um, in the works for quite some time here at this church, it helps provide this intentional way to love others by reaching our community and therefore making a difference. So our church's outreach has had a little facelift recently, and we are now joining with Labor of Love to become our entire community outreach. So we're launching this new program this month. So I'm so excited. And this is just a means to get you plugged in to making a difference. Now, I know there are so many of you out there who already are making a difference. You're already plugged in. You're already living in the overflow of God's love in you and then through you. And you're being God's hands and feet. So I'm not saying that you're not doing enough and you have to do this. No, this is just another um another tool in your toolbox to apply or a way to encourage somebody else who may not know how to live in God's overflow and love others, a tool to help them stay connected as well. So if you're already doing it, keep it up. You're doing a fantastic job. Keep it up. Thank you. But I just want to share. So Many of us, um, you've heard, I'm sure many of you have heard of our Labor of Love ministry because it's been a part of our church for many, many years. And it started years ago as a means to meet the needs of the people in our community and in our church family. When our very own Heidi Root saw all these needs around her and knew that God's people could come together with one common, common purpose of in love and serve others. So labor of love is going to remain true to its roots by seeing a need and meeting it and finding a hurt and healing it. And, and this ministry is grounded in the truth that we are called to value others above ourselves as Philippians 2, 3 tells us to do. But we've revamped labor of love just a little bit into a more intentional ministry, actively seeking out ways to make a difference um, by having regular opportunities to invade the darkness and shine God's light by being love in action on a daily basis. So this is going to happen with bi-monthly labor of love campaigns is what we're calling them. So each of these campaigns is going to last two months and they're going to have a central purpose behind them. And this includes a monthly outreach event. And then at the end of that second month, there'll be a grand finale event. And that grand finale will actually coincide with the main community outreach events that we've already been doing here as a church for years that the community knows us for. You know, the candlelight Christmas Eve service, the Easter event, the, the kids sports and arts camp, which is now called uh, real life kids camp. You know, those kinds of events, those are the grand finales. So each of these two month long um, seasonal campaigns will also come with a list of ideas of how you can keep love going on a regular basis, on a daily basis, by encouraging you to join what we're calling the love in action movement. 
So the Love in Action movement is like a subset of our Labor of Love outreach ministry. So it's this, this kind of movement is meant to transform us by renewing our minds to love instinctually by practicing random acts of kindness throughout the week so that it eventually becomes an instinct for us. So this movement comes with these little calling cards to let people know that they've been the recipient of love and action. So these are just a few of them. There's a bunch of different designs here. Um, and if you missed last week, you can check out our website. Uh, it's different from our app. So you need to go to yourreallife.com, click the outreach link, and you can scroll down to see what this love and action movement is all about and an example of how to use the cards. Um, and then you can actually come up to the church because these cards will be sitting right at the welcome desk, which is just inside the entry doors. Um, and the church is open Tuesday through Thursday, normal business hours. You can pop in, grab a couple of these cards and start using them, doing random acts of kindness, leaving one of these cards behind so that the person that you leave it beh behind for realizes that they've been the recipient of love and action. So that's kind of how these work. And so each of these cards has minimal writing on it, but they each do include our website and a QR code. And that's intentional because the recipient of this card, we want their interest to be piqued and their curiosity to spike up so that they either check out our website or scan the QR code. And if they go to our website, they'll be able to check out what we're all about. They'll be able to, <clears throat> to meet the pastor. They'll be able to even plan a Sunday morning visit if they want to. So that's pretty awesome. If they choose to scan the QR code, they're going to be taken to a form where they can put their first name, where they're from, and a brief little description of how they receive their card. And then when they click submit, they're going to be automatically redirected to our outreach webpage where they can check out what labor of love is up to, what this love in action movement is all about, and then they can also check out the rest of our website. And then each of those um, forms that are submitted will then be emailed to the Labor of Love Ministry and we'll keep those, those testimonies, kind of compile them and eventually use them at a future date for something, whatever God leads us to do. So it's pretty awesome. And if you haven't had a chance to check out our website, you should do it because it's, it's relatively new and it's pretty awesome. So anyway, um, the plan that God has put in my heart, the vision that he's given me for these love and action cards, and not just me, several of us, um, they'll begin to make their way all over the place, ac across you know, cities, across county lines, across state lines, and maybe even overseas. And then a revival will spring up out of the overflow of God's unfailing love by us just being God's hands and feet and being love and action for him. So specifically here, our first Labor of Love campaign has officially kicked off last week, and it's called, it's going from November to December, and we're calling it a season of thanks and giving. And this campaign that lasts the two months from November to December, the season of thanks and giving, is meant to encourage us to celebrate your blessings by being a blessing. So in November, we're doing this by serving at the Eastern Michigan Food Bank. A group of us went last week. It was awesome time. We got to literally be God's hands and feet to feed the hungry. So that's super, super awesome. Um, and then next month in December, we're heading to Hyde Park Nursing Home in Flushing to sing Christmas carols to the residents. And then the kids' church and, or the kids' ministry and the youth ministry are going to be making Christmas cards for us to bring to the residents that day as well. So everybody here, all hands are on deck. It's really exciting. 
Um, and then next, after that uh, campaign ends, January to February is going to kick off a new campaign called He Makes All Things New. And here we'll be emphasizing that nothing is too far gone for God to redeem and restore. And there'll be an outreach event in January, one in February, and then it will end with the grand finale event of being uh, encouraging you to invite one person or one couple to the marriage conference. And then the marriage conference will be that grand finale. And then once that campaign ends, we'll move on to the March and April campaign, which will pertain to God's resurrection power. And March and April will each have their own monthly event. And the grand finale there will be the Easter egg hunt that we do here at the church every year. So that will be that grand finale event. So these themes will keep going so on and so forth all the while teaching us to continue to walk in in Christ's new command on a daily basis, um, so much so that it becomes a part of of who we are just as it's a part of God's character. So, hey, if you know of a need in the community, reach out to the Labor of Love ministry. And if it's something that we can't do corporately as the ministry, feel free to get a group of people together and be love and action and get whatever need done in God's name. <clears throat> so, you know, honestly, this is super, super exciting. A lot of things are changing and, and God's going to use this ministry to do something awesome. But the most exciting part is that the vision for labor of love goes beyond what's happening now. I love Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. So it's through us that God does this exceedingly abundantly thing more. And I know I'm not the only one that God has planted a vision for this church, this entire church to be a place of healing for the sick, a hospital of sorts, or like a, a rehabilitation center. That's who God's called us to be. I see our church and our outreach turning into a complete fulfillment of Matthew 25 verses 35, 36, and 40, where Jesus says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. I see our light shining in the darkness. And the evidence of this spiritual battle being won is going to be souls saved, lives changed for the better, drug abuse decreasing, prostitution decreasing, the land, the literal ground being rejuvenated, homelessness going down, an increase in the number of foster families willing to take in a child, but yet a decrease in the need of having foster families in the first place. The economy is going to be boosted. Abortions are going to go down because women are going to choose life and that life is going to be from the Lord. God, guys, there is more that God is going to do exceedingly abundantly more. And it's through us, the power at work in us is how God is going to accomplish it. That is so exciting because guys, we are the light of the world. We are a city that is set on the hill and it cannot be hidden, nor do they put a light 
nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. That's Matthew 5, 14 through 16. And you know what the most important factor here is? It's you. You have been called out. You have been set apart. You are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. You are God's special possession. You are God's masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus so that you can do the good things that he planned for you long ago. That's Ephesians 2.10. And perhaps this, here, now, What's happening at real life, this labor of love ministry, this love in action movement, maybe this is the moment for which you have been created. You know, I did this version Bible study recently that reflected on how important it is that the Word of God be available to everybody in the world. And I want to read for you this profound, absolutely astounding quote from this Bible study. And it says, There are people waiting to be transformed by the Bible that only you are perfectly positioned to reach. So ask God to reveal the role he'd have you play and he'll do exceedingly abundantly more. You are so important. Amen. Now listen, this is not meant to be a guilt trip. This is a battle cry to join together in defeating our enemy, okay? So I want to emphasize again that I know, I know many of you, and I know many of you are already loving as Christ loves, and you are already being that example of Christ's true followers by loving the way that he has called us to. So keep it up, keep it up. Thank you. But hey, if you're also, if you're feeling guilty about this, if you're feeling these last couple of weeks worth of messages are making you feel pressured into volunteering for something that you don't want to do, first of all, ask God for wisdom, for discernment, and then get into his word because we know that his word is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and then squash the, the lies of the enemy because guilt And feeling pressure like that, that's not from God. That's from the enemy because there is no condemnation for those in Christ. So after all of that, if you're still feeling like this is some sort of ploy just to get you to volunteer for something, don't sign up. Don't volunteer. Again, if you're doing something amazing, keep it up. Thank you so much. But for those of us who have been moved during these last couple of weeks and are just feeling this fresh fire to get to work and harvesting souls, and I just wanted to say, come on, whether it's continuing in the work that you're already doing or if this has brought you a fresh idea, great, I want to invite you and I want to share with you some encouraging scripture. Isaiah 52.7, this is awesome. Isaiah 52.7, I want to say it again so that you catch it. How beautiful On the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation and all in the name of God. Or as we learn, we could replace God's name here for love because God is love. So who proclaim salvation all in the name of love. It's awesome. Proverbs 11:25. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them, and the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favor. And lastly, Galatians 6:9. Let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we will reap a harvest if we do not lose heart. So, in closing, <clears throat> I just want to leave you with some final thoughts here. 
Next week, Pastor Tim will be back, which I'm super excited about, and, and he'll be teaching us further on how each of us are unique, and, and we're uniquely made for a specific purpose in God's kingdom. And this concept comes from Romans chapter 12, and I find absolutely beautiful because in my Bible, which is the NIV Bible, this section expresses how each of us are, are gifted with something specific. We have special, unique talents and everything. And then the second part of Romans 12 talks about how we are to use those gifts. And in my Bible, that section is called love in action. I love it. So stay tuned because there's more to come. And in the meantime, let's get spreading God's love, okay? And if you don't know this, this love, this God who is love, this God that's calling you to something greater and something better than you could ever hope or imagine or think of on your own, I want to encourage you to get to know him. I want to invite you right now to pray this prayer with me and change your life forever. Just pray with me right now, Jesus. Thank you for loving in a way that this world could never, ever match. I want to experience this love. I ask that you forgive me of my sin, and I ask that you come rule and reign in my life and lavish this love upon me. Teach me your ways. Show me who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or even the millionth time, Awesome. Welcome to the family. We want you to get connected. Reach out. Call the church. Email the church. Put it in your comment section. Reach out to a Christian friend. Let them know that you made this decision to follow Jesus today because we got to do life together and we would love to come alongside you and help you along this new journey that you started today. So guys, um, I hope that the last couple weeks have opened your eyes to some of the tools that God has given us right here at our own church that are at our disposal. So I just want to leave you with this. Go and make disciples of all nations, starting with the people that you come in contact with today, tomorrow, or, or next week. And if you need some inspiration... Pinterest is always a great idea. I mean, I turn to it for almost everything. <laughs> but there's also these love and action flyers here that have some ideas. This is found on our website. And then there's these love and action cards. So stop by the welcome desk. Stop by now, stop by often, and start doing these random acts of kindness and being a part of this love and action movement. And let's see how far we can take this gospel together. Let's pray. <clears throat> God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that it does not return void. God, I pray a special blessing upon my spiritual family, Lord. I just pray for wisdom and revelation so that we can know you more. God, I pray that you reveal to us what our part is, what our role is, Lord. And I refute the enemy's lies right now that could come at any of these people hearing the sound of my voice that may think that what they're doing for your kingdom is not good enough. God, we know that your grace is sufficient. So I thank you for that. And I just claim that everybody at the sound of my voice just recognizes that they are made on purpose for a purpose and God reveal what that means for them so that they can be this love in action. God, be your hands and feet to be world changers. Lord, bless them, bless their marriages, their families, their children, their finances, their health. Uh, let them be a blessing wherever they go. Thank you so much. Amen. Have an awesome week, guys.